we're going to do is, uh, I got a couple of points this morning, five actually, and uh, I had to clarify that or else y'all would have started getting upset when I went past two, two points, not two o'clock that is. So, five, the more I hang around Jesse Mutzaba, the funnier I get accidentally. So, um, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to prophesy and release these prophetic points, and then we're going to pray into them. So I'm going to speak into these points, and then we're going to stand up, and we're going to pray into these points over our lives, over the house, and over this year. So uh, Pastor Doug alluded to Acts chapter 13. So if you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 13. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, my name is Jay Duncan, and uh, my wife and I have the great honor of serving this house in the senior capacity. And it is just a, just a true joy. In fact, um, on January the 2nd, uh, we celebrated four years of serving in the senior role. And um, for those of you guys who were with us at that time, those are my kids. <laughs> oh, they're not? They're not my kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> By the way, don't you guys love all the babies that are just popping up in the house all over the place? More and more, 2014, more babies in Jesus' name. More and more babies in Jesus' name. In fact, if you're believing for babies, you know, Julie, you don't have to play right now if you'll just stay. That was, that was kind of nice though. <laughs> she might throw me into a prophetic anointing. She keep that kind of stuff up. Yeah, if you're believing for babies, throw your hands up. In the name of Jesus, we say children... Children, 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 spring forth. Let barrenness be open and broken and let the multiplied blessing of babies and children come to this house in increasing measure. Natural children, spiritual children, adopted children. Father, we want them all and we ask for an increase of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hey. All right, let me get on with this because I'm wasting time. Acts chapter 13, in the uh, first verse here, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets. All the prophets said, whoop, whoop. And there were teachers. And all the teachers said, yea, verily. That's what happens when you guys don't let me speak six weeks in a row. Barnabas, a Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Verse two. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And so after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And the rest, as they say, is literally history, great history, as it relates to the explosion of the kingdom of God and the church going around the world and from my understanding, a lot of it hinged on this, what we call kairos, which is just a fancy word in the Greek to mean a God moment, a God moment. Can you say God moment with me? So a few weeks ago, we were at a, a party with Becca Greenwood celebrating CHI, and she was giving a little bit of a, an update on the prophetic word that she gave last week. If you weren't here with us last week, you can join us on the podcast, and you can hear what some of the prophetic... Uh, people around the country are hearing relative to 2014. And as she was giving us that update, she mentioned two things, open doors and a, and a time of suddenlies. And when she mentioned those two things, this phrase drilled into my spirit that 2014, and specifically our fast for 2014, grace on all of you, by the way, who are fasting and worshiping and praying, and uh, if you decided not to join us starting on the 7th, it's not too late to start. So jump on in. One day's better than no days. Cutting things away, uh, participating with the corporate grace that is on the house. You know, there are times in the spirit when there's a corporate grace that will be on a people that will enable you and empower you to do things with a greater strength than you were able to before. And so there's a corporate grace of fasting that's on the house during these 21 days, and I want to encourage you to join us. There's resources at the table and online, and you can join us in partnering your hearts together in this corporate fast. 
But it was during that time of listening to Becca, and she said, uh, there will be open doors and there will be suddenlies. Now, the word suddenly is an interesting word. I'm not gonna go into all the teaching dynamics of this because there's really some things I wanna prophetically release out of the book of Acts, and I wanna speak on being positioned for suddenlies this year. There are, there are multiple times where the concept of a suddenly is referenced throughout Scripture, multiple times. And we see two different dynamics or two different facets of the concept of time in the Scriptures. One facet of time is uh, used by the word chronos. Can you say chronos? Where, where we get the word chronological. And what that means is just doing your due diligence, day in, day out. In fact, when we go to our references in the book of Acts, what you're gonna see very often is that many times people would gather together in the early church and they call it at the time of prayer, at the time of prayer. So they would have certain times that were set aside where they would have prayer meetings and faithfully they would come to a particular place at a particular time, the time of prayer, and that was just chronos time, doing their due diligence, putting the time in day in and day out, being faithful, being steady. And then we have something in the scripture called kairos time. Now that's different. Kairos time is not something that happens every day per se. Kairos time are the God opportunities that come after the chronos faithfulness has been put in. Now this is very important for us to understand. Chronos faithfulness leads us to kairos opportunities. See, now we understand this in the natural. We understand that if you put the time in on a certain skill or a certain discipline or a certain preparation, then you're gonna position yourself for greater opportunities than if you weren't prepared. We all understand that in the natural. Well, that's how God operates in the spirit as well. You show yourself faithful to the little disciplines and it opens you up for things that God wants to breathe on, certain opportunities that couldn't have happened otherwise. A good example of this is in, uh, in the book of Genesis we see a guy by the name of Joseph in Genesis chapter 17, and uh, not chapter 17, uh, Genesis, I don't want to reference this because I'm getting off, off my notes here, but I believe it's, uh, let me just reference this for all of you. <laughs> Where'd I get seven? This is way off course there, 17. Let's see here, Genesis 37. Oh, there's a seven in there. In Genesis 37, Joseph gets these dreams that he's going to be positioned in a place of prominence and greatness. And it wasn't until 13 years later, 13 years later, that finally those prophetic dreams that Joseph was getting came to pass. Now, in that 13-year period of time, Joseph was operating off of a chronos time clock, being faithful, keeping his heart from getting bitter, making good decisions, making the right choices, keeping his heart tender before God. Uh, in fact, uh, as we look through the, the life of Joseph, we find that at one particular point, he's a slave in a guy's house by the name of Potiphar. But because of his work ethic, because of his spirit of excellence, because of his discipline and diligence, he was constantly being promoted. Okay, so just chronos faithfulness. And then scripture says, out of the blue one day, out of the blue, one of these guys who's in the king's court goes, oh yeah, you have a dream. And uh, two years ago, I was actually in prison. There was a guy named Joseph. So out of the blue, unexpectedly, or we could use the word suddenly, Joseph was moved from a literal prison to being second in command of an entire nation and the greatest nation on the earth at that time. Okay, so chronos faithfulness. Remember that every process in your life has a purpose. It doesn't matter what process God has you in, every process he has you in always has a purpose on the other side of it. In fact, if you're going through the darkest night of your soul right now, the encouraging word of the Lord to you is there is a purpose on the other side of this. Get through it, hold, cling to the rock, don't make bad decisions in the midst of your proving, and you will find that on the other side of this, you'll discover a, a purpose that was bigger than you could imagine. Now on the flip side, every purpose has a process. So how many of you feel that you have a divine purpose on your life? Every hand in the room should go up because if you're created in the image of God, you're created with a divine purpose and every purpose has a process. The greater the purpose, the greater the process. 
The greater the purpose, the greater the proving. And so let's not uh, get discouraged and let's not get frustrated when times of proving and times of processing come because it's just speaking to the purpose of God that's on your life. Now turn with me, if you would, to the book of Acts chapter two. I wanna talk about five suddenlies. There's many, but I wanna talk about five suddenlies. And I actually wanna speak to these things prophetically for the year 2014 for this house and for your life. I'm not saying that these are going to happen, but I am saying that is if we release our faith towards these things and show ourselves faithful in the chronos place of diligence towards these things, I believe that God will breathe on them and I have faith that we will see an increase of these things in our lives. And then I'm gonna tie these all together back into Acts chapter 13. And if you've read the prayer focus this week, you'll, you'll see that our three points of focus during our fast are the presence of God, the voice of God, and the assignments of God. We wanna see an increase of all three of those things in our lives and an increase of all three of those things in this house. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you that as we show ourselves faithful to God's presence, God's voice, and God's assignments, the suddenlies of God will increase in our lives. Are you seeing that today? Acts chapter two, number one, First, suddenly, that we see in the book of Acts is what I call divine encounters. Divine encounters. Let's read for a little bit, starting in verse one. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. There's a lot to be said for that. They were all together. They, they, they came together. Their bodies were in the same physical location they came together not just physically, they came together with one heart, they came together with one spirit, with one mind, they came together with a singular focus, and that was to seek God and to bring his presence into earth. They were all together in one place, verse two, verse two suddenly, everybody say suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And I just wanna speak to this here in a second. They, it filled the whole house. Now, I know that throughout uh, my journey, I've just observed that many times things will happen and it will be a pocket of the church that's getting certain things. There, there'll be a certain number of people that are catching things. There'll be a certain number of people that are tracking with what God's doing. There'll be a certain number of people that are experiencing the goodness, the favor, the blessing of God. But what I wanna speak is that we're gonna experience divine encounters and it's gonna fill the whole house. My, my faith is that it'll touch the whole house. And, and when I say the whole house, I mean those that are sitting here and I mean your family that you're believing for that's not here in this room with us, I'm declaring that it will touch the whole house. Now as a daddy, I'm not okay with just one of my children being encountered by God. I want the spirit of God to touch the whole house. Somebody say whole house. Verse three, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them, say all of them, were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. You know, on New Year's Eve, as we closed out the night after the clock struck 12, I just invited some people up here to prophesy into the new year. And the Lord put this, this little passage of scripture here, verses one through four of my heart, to prophesy into these four verses. And there were some pretty rich things. In fact, we may unpack those as the year goes on but there are some rich things. Every one of these things, I believe, are prophetic objectives that we can pray into, every single one of those. Now, if you hold your spot right there in Acts chapter two, look with me at something very interesting in Acts chapter one. And we'll begin in verse one. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he chosen. And after his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and he spoke about the kingdom. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is very important. 
So after Jesus was crucified and resurrected, he actually came back, spent 40 days with his disciples, teaching them even more about the kingdom of God. And then he gave them a very important instruction, don't leave Jerusalem. I know you might be excited. I know you're re- you feel like you're ready to run, but you're not ready yet. That's what Jesus was saying to them. There's, a, there's yet another dispensation. There's yet another resource that I'm about to pour out to you that if you don't have it, you're not gonna be fully equipped for the assignment to bring the kingdom of God to the earth. I don't think it's coincidental that Jesus speaks right here that Luke's account connects the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God so closely. Are you catching that? Jesus spoke for 40 days about the kingdom And then he says, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit that's about to be poured out. Now, if I'm understanding that correctly, that one of our greatest resources in helping to bring in the kingdom of God is an understanding and the operation and the fullness of God's spirit operating in our lives. If they had not been faithful to that chronos assignment, Acts chapter two would have been disqualified. It's very important for us to understand that. Acts chapter two perhaps would have been delayed if they had been unfaithful to the assignment to wait in Jerusalem for that gift. Now look at Acts chapter one, verse 14. So they all joined together constantly and constantly meant constantly on a daily basis. They joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So here in Acts chapter one, we're seeing these chronos instructions, and we're seeing this chronos faithfulness that's given to these men, and then all of a sudden, unexpectedly, seemingly out of nowhere, boom, an encounter of God comes that births the new church. The reason why these prayer meetings are so important that we're opening up is because they're part of chronos faithfulness. And if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll so condition ourselves to only expect the supernatural and the spectacular, but those things cannot be maintained without chronos faithfulness to the little assignments that God has given to us. Do we wanna be a house that stewards revival? Do we wanna be a house that sends out uh, discipling teams to the nations? Do we wanna be a house that brings his kingdom into the earth? Do we wanna be a house that, you know, fill in the blanks. It can only happen with chronos faithfulness to the little assignments of God. And then we will see God breathe on those in powerful encounters of his spirit. And so everybody stand up if you would. We're gonna pray into our year. We're gonna pray into our homes. We're gonna pray over our families. We're gonna pray over this house that this would be a year where we encounter God, where we see divine encounters. Divine, hey, somebody's feeling that right now. Who's feeling to pray into that? Who's feeling to pray into that? Let me see, let me see somebody over here. Just c- come on over here, Sarah. Pray into those divine encounters for us. Everybody go ahead and stir your spirit up. Go ahead and pray before she gets up here. But God, we pray right now for divine encounters, an increase of divine encounters over this house, over this city, over our lives. God, we just come before you and we just ask, God, for encounter, God. We want more of you, God. We want to see the things that they saw. You're the God that never changes. You're the same today, tomorrow, and yesterday. And if they saw it back then, if they saw fire from heaven, if they saw the Red Sea split, if they saw signs and wonders on a daily basis, why can't we? Why can't we, God? You said you're not a favor of persons, God. You're not a favor of persons, Father. You say the violent take it by force. You honor hunger, God. So we're asking, we're hungry, God, and we're crying out for you today, God. We're crying out in unity. We get it, God. We need the body of Christ. We're doing it together. We're going forward together, Father. We're going forward together, Lord. And I just ask for a spirit of unity in this church, God. With unity, we can go forward, Father. I just bless this body in Jesus' name. Let's just cry out for an outpouring of God's spirit. Lord, we cry out for an outpouring of your spirit in our city. We pray for an outpouring of your spirit in our nation in 2014, like what was seen in the day of, uh, of, the, of the day of Acts, God, like what was seen on the day of Pentecost. We are asking you for an outpouring. We're asking you for a baptism of your spirit. 
In fact, right now, let's just lift our hands up. God, would you baptize us afresh? Would you baptize this house afresh? Afresh with the Holy Spirit and with fire. God, would you just impart a spirit of fire, a holy fire deep in our bones, God, deep in our guts, deep in our belly, God. We're asking for a fresh baptism. We're asking for a fresh outpouring in the streets of Colorado Springs, in the churches of Colorado Springs, in the ministries, in the schools of Colorado Springs. God, outpouring, outpouring, outpouring. Lord, you said our sons and daughters will prophesy. God, we speak in the halls and classrooms of our schools. Prophesy, prophesy, prophesy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, divine encounters. God, we speak to our children, divine encounters. We speak to our spouses. We pray for an awakening in our spouses, a revival in our spouses. Every husband, every wife, be awakened this year. Encounters with the Holy Spirit. Hey, God, our city leaders, our city officials, God, be encountered with the Holy Spirit. God, our co-workers, our neighbors, our bosses, supervisors, directors, be encountered by God this year. This year we say, be a year of divine encounter. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I'm reminded of when Moses met you at a burning bush. And in that one encounter, you changed his destiny and you saved a nation. We're asking for burning bush encounters. Oh, we lift up our hands and we grab a hold. We pray for burning bush encounters. God, I'm reminded of Paul when he was Saul and he was in, uh, going to Damascus to persecute Christians. But in one moment, you encountered him and you changed his destiny. Oh, for our children, God, it's Damascus Road encounters in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just declare this. We declare 2014, a year of divine encounter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we got four more of these. Come on, go ahead and sit down. Hey, how many of y'all feel something being stirred and activated this morning? Oh, Acts chapter 8. Let's go to Acts chapter 8. That was perfect, you guys. And at the end, we're just going to let that go a little bit. Acts chapter 8. I'm going to read a lengthy portion of Scripture to give all of us context here. But in Acts chapter 8, we see a man by the name of Philip. We're going to start in verse 26. Essentially, what you need to know in the beginning of Acts chapter 8 is that persecution hit the church. And all these people that were congregated together in one, one city, they were all spread out in different places throughout that land. And when they were spread out because of that persecution... They all took the gospel, and they all took the power of God's spirit, and they took the message of the kingdom with them wherever they went. And this is where we pick this story up in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. This is one of the guys, Philip. He was one of the guys who got shot out of the, out of the roost, out of the nest, per se. And it says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet, verse 29, and the spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. So in just, let's just summarize very quickly. So, so Philip's just trucking along, angel shows up to him. One of the things I see a lot in the book of Acts, as it relates to suddenlies, is I see a lot of angelic encounters. Most of the time, a lot of times, when you, when you see that word suddenly pop up, all of a sudden there's an angel there. And I believe, not for the sake of us, you know, saying, oh, I saw an angel, but for the sake of the purpose of God and for the sake of the assignment of God and for the sake of souls and the sake of the kingdom, I believe we're going to have a lot more angelic encounters this year. Many more angelic uh, interceptions, many more angelic interruptions, many of which we may not even know about, but I just call forth angels in 2014. Angels, angels, angels in 2014. Help us, strengthen us, encourage us, minister to us, protect us, guide us. So here Philip has this angel say, hey, go just walk down the road. Notice that first the angel said, just walk in that direction. 
So sometimes before God can give us a specific assignment, he has to just see that we're faithful to go in the direction that he's asking us to go. I'm not even gonna tell you to go to a chariot if you can't show yourself faithful to go down the road. So the angel shows up and says, just go that way, go. Go that direction. And so many times we get so paralyzed because we're wanting the, we're wanting the exact itinerary laid out and he's saying, just go in that direction and move because it's easier to steer a car that's moving than one that's parked. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to some of you, you gotta just move, get up, get up and move the boat a little bit. How many know that's for you right now? How many know you've been sitting around, you've been sitting idle, you've been sitting paralyzed, you've been sitting afraid, you've been over-questioning, over-lazy? How many, how many, come on somebody, I know this is for somebody, thank you. The word of the Lord is saying to you, go down the road a little bit. Now look at verse 29, as he showed himself faithful, now the Spirit said, now go to that chariot and just hang out. NIV says, stay near it. The New King Jade version says, go hang out a little bit. <laughs> Just go hang out by that cherry a little bit. See what happens. So verse 30 says, Philip ran up to the chariot and he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And look, look what happens here. Philip says, do you understand what you're, what you're reading? So the spirit of God didn't tell him to say that. An angel didn't tell him to say that. But because he was faithful, he, he, he starts dialing in now. He's like, okay, now that the Lord is honing me in on the right place, because of my chronos faithfulness in the place of preparation, I think I know what I'm supposed to do right here. And so he engages this Ethiopian official in a conversation, and he says, do you understand what you're reading? Verse 31, how can I, unless someone explains it to me? And so he invited, boy, look at this open door. Thank you. So he invited Philip to come up, and now all of a sudden he has access to a person in authority because he showed himself faithful in the chronos moments where God just says, you gotta go this direction. Y'all better, better talk to me this morning. <laughs> Verse 32, this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. I'm not gonna go into all this, but here's what I wanna hit right here. This is so important. So now all of a sudden in verse 34, the eunuch is asking questions and look what happens in verse 35. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture. This is an Old Testament scripture found in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. And because of Philip's chronos faithfulness in the place of the word, he goes, I got this. We're gonna start with this very passage of scripture that you're interested in, and I'm gonna unfold for you the full counsel of God. And I'll start right where you're at. How could he do that? Faithfulness, faithfulness. You know, a lot of us, we, we hear that verse, you know, your gift will make room for you and you'll stand before kings. And a lot of us wanna stand before kings, but we don't have anything to say when we stand before kings because we haven't been faithful in the chronos disciplines of feeding our spirit on the word of God. What are you gonna say when you stand before that director, when you stand before that president, when you stand before that? What are you gonna say when that divine opportunity comes? Your faithfulness in the little moments of life open up for you, I'm ready. I'm ready now to speak to eunuchs. I'm ready now to speak to a I'm ready for my divine opportunity. Somebody say, I'm ready. I, feel, I hear the Lord so strongly saying, if we will be faithful in the small moments of obedience, the things that God will do will revolutionize your destiny, your children's destiny, your family. They will touch nations. They will touch nations. When I see the, the Kairos suddenlies of God in the scripture, they were for things that were much bigger than that individual person. And I want you to know this year, God is saying, I'm gonna hover over you. I'm gonna be near to you because there's things that I wanna thrust you into that are, that are gonna touch way beyond you. How many of you guys can just link your faith up with that right there? Yes. So look at verse 36. As they traveled the road, the, they came to some water and the eunuch said, hey, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And both the Philip, Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When I read that, I thought, you guys are gonna be doing a lot of baptizing this year. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't wait. When are we having a baptism? No, go find a bathtub or a swimming pool or call up 24-hour uh, fitness and say, we, need to, we got 100 people here. We need to baptize. When, when God starts moving, if we just bottleneck everything here, when, when are we gonna have a little baptism service? No, you're the baptism service. You are the baptizers. 
I believe this year in the name of Jesus, God's gonna so strategically place you in people's lives and you're gonna be so instrumental in leading them to Jesus. They're not gonna want me to baptize them. They're gonna want you to baptize them because you've been so instrumental in bringing the gospel of, the, of Jesus to their lives. And so I say, I say to you today, you are a minister empowered to bring the kingdom of God wherever you go, take the lids off, take the limits off, raise your expectation, don't disqualify yourself and expect to do the work of the ministry this year like never before. Now watch what happens here. Here's the suddenly. So he baptizes them, verse 39. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And uh, number two here that we're gonna pray into is divine assignments. Divine assignments. So here he's busy, man. This is an awesome moment. He's baptizing this guy. I mean, what, what, how crazy. You come up out this water and the guy's gone. It'd be amazing. That's essentially what happened. He's trying to rejoice and Philip's on to the next assignment. And what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that the work is so great that I'm going to have to move you from assignment to assignment quickly. And so I believe this year there are so many assignments that are coming our way. I believe this Acts 13, 1, 2 is so important for us as we cultivate an atmosphere of his presence. We're going to increase our hearing, and in that hearing, our assignments are going to become clearer and clearer. Now here's what you need to know about Philip. i got to teach here for about two minutes. In Acts chapter 6... Go there with me, with me if you would in Acts chapter 6. Because we think, oh, how awesome. Philip the evangelist, mover and shaker, going to cities, man, tearing things up. Well, how'd that happen? Well, let's find out. Let's go and look at Philip's beginnings. Because we find in the book of Acts chapter 6, there was a problem. And very simply, that problem was there were old single women who were hungry, and there were so many people that were coming that there, there became a problem. The Hebraic Jews and the Grecian Jews were starting to get into a quarrel because they were saying, our widows are being overlooked and you guys are playing favorites. And so the apostles said, hey, we got this because we can't take our eyes away from, some of the, from our assignment. Now here's what we need to understand. Had the apostles got in and they started trying to fix that problem themselves, they would have disqualified and short-circuited an opportunity for people like Philip Who's, huh, who needed to wait on tables as a part of their process so that they could be prepared and proven to shake up cities in Acts chapter 8. So now let's take a look at the guys here in, in, in Acts chapter 6, verse 5. This proposal pleased the whole group, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and they chose, what's your Bible say? Philip. So Philip learned how to be a city shaker by waiting on tables. If you feel like you have a ministry out there and you're not willing to do something in here, should I just leave that alone? <clears throat> should I leave that alone? Think about this. You know, as I'm beginning to understand this more, as the church and the kingdom interface, our responsibility in the church is to prepare you for your assignment in the kingdom. And some of you are walking in those things, and that's fantastic. But some of, some of us, I'll say us, some of us are not willing to do what we consider menial things in the church, but we want to do great things in the kingdom. Come on, talk to me. And what I see here is a pattern. And the pattern that I see is that being faithful in the little assignments of obedience... In the chronos hours of their lives, nobody knew who Philip was. Those women were probably high maintenance. You better take this food back. It's not hot enough. Huh? <laughs> huh? Think about this. Think, think about the lowliness of this task. And yet Philip was trained how to steward the authority to speak with officials of nations. See, what God is preparing, listen church, you need to hear this. He's preparing a people that can minister to the low and to the high. And neither of those things affect who we are. He is preparing you to wait, to wait on the poor and to speak to kings and for you to be the same person. He is preparing you for that. Set your sights 
You're, we, we are not too good for anyone and we are not below anyone. God is raising up a kingdom company that can minister in the, in the dregs of the streets and we can minister in the courthouses of the palaces around the world. I guarantee you we'll see more of that as we show ourselves faithful. Now let's stand to our feet. Let's pray into our assignments this year. How many of you guys are with me? Come on. Tommy, could you help us pray into our assignments this year? Miss Tommy. She always finds herself here at these Kairos moments. Every team that we sent out last year, Apostle Tommy was here to lay hands and commission them. I I just think that that was the, the timing of the Lord. Let's pray. Listen, there are assignments this year for your lives. And we're gonna, we're gonna offensively pray into our year all the way up to December 31st. I wanna hear the, I wanna hear the assignment of the Lord until the, until the last day of this year and walk in it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Lord, we declare that you have a multitude of assignments for those in this room right now. Every single one in this room has more than one assignment. They have a book filled with assignments that God has designed for them, that God has equipped them. God has equipped and empowered you. God is putting you strategically in His place at the time for the assignment to be carried out. No longer are you to sit and listen and say, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had, I wish I had. It is here. Your assignment is already here. It is not so far in the future that you'll never see it. You will take one assignment at a time. Each time you take the assignment, you will be victorious. You have the victor living in you. Stop pouting. Stop complaining. I don't have an assignment. You have believed the lie of the enemy. Believe the truth, the voice of the Lord. He says, I have great things planned for you. Great things, greater than you've even thought or dreamed or hoped of. These are the assignments that he has. I release these assignments into you now and say that you will walk forward with great joy, great energy, great expectation. You have greatness in your spirit. In your spirit, man, you are great. What God has called you to do is beyond what you can even fathom in your mind. And as He opens your mouth, as you open your mouth and He pours in what you're to say, you will be in awe of what comes forth from your mouth. You'll be in total amazement of what God is releasing through you. This is the time, this is the season. You've cried out for a long, long time. It's now. Now as these guys play, just just tune in. In this place of God's presence, we hear His voice and from His voice come His assignments. Let's take about two minutes and listen. Have that journal handy. Have that phone handy to jot these things down. God's going to speak to you. Son, I need you to do this in 2014. My daughter, this is something that I'm going to do for you in 2014. As soon as you hear the Lord start saying something to you, just lift up your hand. Let faith rise in this room. He's speaking to you, church. Maybe it's something small. This is the pattern. His presence, his voice, his assignment. This is the pattern. Amen. Go ahead and jot that down. You guys can have a seat. Hallelujah. I just feel every, every, I just feel just, I just feel us being activated more and more. All right, number three, divine salvations. I believe this is a year, and, and this morning during our pre service prayer time, so confirmed this the spirit of travail and intercession hit that room so strongly as we began crying out for uh, lost sons and daughters, for prodigals to return, for what seemed like hopeless situations. My faith this year is that what seemed like impossible salvations, impossible salvations, my faith is that this year they will come forth. I'm talking about the people, I'm talking about the people in our city that are known, that are known 
and that people will look at them and go, oh my God, I never would have ever imagined you but because of the degree of the power encounter of salvation in their life, it will be like a, it will be a powerful ripple effect and it will shoot through the networks of relationships. I'm talking about entire gang structures coming to know Christ. Look at Acts chapter nine with me, if you would, beginning in verse one. And some of you, this is a word for your children. This is a word for your spouse. I wanna encourage you, don't give up. Stay faithful in the chronos hours of prayer and fasting for your family or for that neighbor of yours, verse one. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and he asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, meaning Christianity, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And as he neared Damascus on this journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Notice the presence of Jesus came onto the scene. A light flashed around him. Verse four, he fell to the ground and he heard a voice. You guys seeing this? Look at verse six, now get up and go into the city and I'll tell you what you must do. He's gonna get an assignment. Presence, voice, assignment. Presence, voice, assignment. But here's what I believe, here's what I'm releasing my faith for in this prophetic suddenly is that there will be divine salvations. Here's a man who was going around looking to murder and persecute Christians, to throw them in prison. He was the greatest enemy of Christianity in their day. In fact, after he came to know Christ, there were so many Christians that were afraid of him and they weren't, they weren't willing to trust him because of his reputation. And my prayer this year and again, but based on the confirmation of the spirit of travail that entered our room, how many, of you are, how many of you are just pregnant with somebody who doesn't know Christ? And let me just see this. You're just pregnant. You're just, you're carrying them. I mean, it's, it's, almost, it's almost difficult to carry at times. You know, this morning when that spirit of travail hit the room, I was immediately reminded of 1 Samuel chapter 1. And for those of you who just raised your hand, I want you to write down 1 Samuel 1. And I want you just to go and read on that and let your faith rise. But Hannah was pregnant with an intercessory assignment. And her intercessory assignment, maybe she, she wasn't praying for a lost son. She was praying for a son that, that, that wasn't existing in the natural. She was barren. I, I, wanna, I wanna give you freedom this year. In fact, I wanna just announce this year, I believe there's gonna be some travail that comes into this house. It's gonna come into your prayer rooms. I believe it's gonna come to our life groups. And what that means, what that travail is, travail is very simply a groaning and an utterance that words cannot even describe. If you've ever been at a place in your life where you couldn't even get words out, maybe you were in such excruciating pain of soul Maybe you're in such grief or such agony. Maybe you are in such longing or such desperation that all you could do is just open your mouth and nothing would come out but groanings. The, Spirit, the scripture says in Romans 8 that the Holy Spirit will help us pray in those moments. One of the reasons why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important to me is because 99% of the time, I don't know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit says, come here, son, let me just give me your voice and I'll groan through you. I'll pray through you. I'll give you language. I'll give you expression to those deep things that are in your belly that you can't even put words to. You can't even articulate them with your intellect, but I know that they're real and I'm gonna help you express them. I'm gonna help you get them out. I believe God's gonna put some travail on some of you guys this year. And don't you worry about it. Know that something's being birthed through you. I believe that when something great needs to be birthed, sometimes, many times, God will put upon us a spirit of travail, that place of deep yearning and intercession. And I've read enough books on church history and enough books on church revival and enough scriptures to know that sometimes God will he'll just burden us with that travail because he, he's got to get something into the earth. What happens in the place of travail is we actually begin partnering with the desires of heaven. We actually set ourselves in syncopation and in alignment and agreement with God's groanings. God has things that he is yearning to release into the earth, but he'll only do it through a person. He'll only do it through a son or a daughter. And in 1 Samuel chapter one, Hannah goes into this place of travail and travail and the religious structure known as by a, a guy by the name of Eli said, he actually began to mock her. He began to rebuke her. 
And the spirit of religion will always come against you when you move into that place of divine travail. I'm gonna say it again. The spirit of religion will always mock you and try to shut you down because the spirit of religion doesn't understand that there are things that are in heaven that can actually be birthed through God's sons and daughters into the earth. Don't you worry about what religious people say. Don't you worry about what your mom or dad thinks about you or what your spouse thinks about you, what your children think about you. You get into, you just, you just cloak yourself under that mantle of intercession and you say, God, let's go. Whatever you want to birth into the earth, I'm a willing vessel. You open up this womb. You break this barrenness. God, I'm going to contend for the purposes of God. I'm going to get in your face until the purposes of God, until the promises of God manifest in my life. I am going to, I'm going to try veil until I'm going to groan until the purposes of God are birthed in me and brought into reality in the earth. Now listen, I believe with all of my heart that Acts chapter nine verses one through six happened because there was a praying church. I believe that in Acts chapter one, verse 14, in Acts chapter two, verses one through four, in Acts chapter two, verse 42, in Acts chapter four, verse 28 through 32, I believe in every one of those references where it says the church was praying, I believe that by the spirit of God that they were praying their persecutors into the kingdom. Their faithfulness and the chronos place of prayer birthed a mighty persecutor into the kingdom who became one of the greatest apostles the world has ever known. And so right now, I want to pray. I want to pray for divine salvations. I want to pray for divine salvations. Where's Tony at? Come on up here, girl. Ah. Come on, let's stand to our feet. And if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, listen, if you're here, if you're new, if uh, the baptism of the Spirit is unfamiliar to you, I want to, I want to say don't, don't be weirded out. Don't be freaked out by that. But uh, it's for today, it's, it's, it's for now, it's necessary to help us fulfill our assignment. And you can be baptized in the spirit today in a suddenly moment of God. But just begin to lift up your prayer language all around this house. We're gonna pray for the lost. We're gonna pray for the prodigal. We're gonna pray for the spouse. We're gonna pray for the parent. We're gonna pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, people that we don't even know, we believe that we're going to birth them into the kingdom. We believe, God, we're available to you. We'll be your greatest intercessors. We'll be an intercessory army, God. Raise us up to be an intercessory army. Come on, one more minute. Strong in the Holy Ghost. If you don't know how to pray in the spirit, just say, God, save the lost. Save the lost. Save the lost. Save the lost. Just begin to pray that out. Begin to begin to release from your lips what God is saying. God is saying, I want to save the lost. Say kadas. Say kadas. All right, come on. We're going to pray for prodigals. We're going to pray for prodigals right now. prodigals. We thank you that they're coming in from the north, south, east, and west, Father. We thank you that every prayer is being answered, Father, and we thank you that at this moment that you are uprooting anything that is not of them, Father. We thank you that you are breaking up the fallow ground in their hearts, Father, and we thank you that they are turning their heart back to you, O God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you that your word is going forth unhindered and uncontaminated in the name of Jesus, Father. We just thank you for the victory in the prodigal's life right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you that they are having a divine encounter with you, O God, in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you that they will sit in your presence, Father God. We thank you that they are hearing your voice right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you that you are minister to them right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We just thank you and praise you for them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that you are placing faithful labors in their path to minister to them right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you it be no soul lost, Father. We thank you that they're all coming to you, God, in the name of Jesus. 
We decree it and declare it so in the name of Jesus, Father. We just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's shout amen. Say this with me. We declare 2014 to be a year of divine salvation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, I'm just going to give you the reference for this next point because I want to get to the fifth one. I want to activate that here in this place. Just write down with me, if you would, the book of Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 28. I'm not going to speak on that one, but that one's divine deliverance. Six, chapter 16, verses 16 through 28. Very simply, that's where Paul and Silas find themselves in prison, and at midnight they were praying and singing unto the Lord, and the prisoners heard it. Boom, and suddenly, Scripture says, suddenly a divine, an earthquake came and shook the foundations of that place, and it says that every prison door was opened. And let me just make mention of this very quickly, that uh, all, of Acts, all of Acts 16, beginning of verse 16, that happened, they were thrown into prison because they cast a devil out of a girl. All right? So be expecting some persecution when you start casting devils out. But that persecution is going to come into your greatest opportunity. Because when those, when those doors open, here's what happened. That jailer almost committed suicide, but instead he and his entire household. I'm telling you, I'm hearing households, households. Say households. Oh, I just feel faith rise. Say household. Come on, as you say household, begin household in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, God. Households in Jesus' name. All right, last one. Let's go to Acts chapter three, and I won't, I won't speak too much on this. And actually, you guys can go ahead and start playing if you want. And this is the last one. I'm believing that this will be a year of divine healings. I am sick and tired of sickness in this body. One of my number one targets of fasting this year is for healing to come to this house. Healing. I need you to join me. I need every person in this room say, I will make this a fasting target. I will pray for healing in this house. Acts chapter three. I'm gonna read this and faith is gonna rise. And then ushers, if you would, go ahead and put these chairs out. Come on, ushers, help me out if you could. I don't know if you guys knew about that. I'm sorry if you didn't know. We're good to go. Just line those up, two rows, give plenty of space in between them. But after I, after I release this, about to just either fall down and cry or scream to the top of my lungs right now. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. God wants to heal. God, we just say, bring your healing anointing in this house like a river. Let your healing fire, God, flow through this house, God. Lord, we, we declare this year to be a year of divine healings. We declare this year to be a testimony year of healing, healing, healing. Come on, stand to your feet. Healing in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter three. One day, Peter and John, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not reading this, I'm declaring this. I'm prophesying this. I'm, I'm speaking this into existence. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at the time of prayer. Lord, let there be an increase in the time of prayer in this house. Let there be an increase in the time of prayer. Let there be an increase in the prayer meeting. Let there be an increase in the spirit-led, supernatural, Holy Ghost, revival prayer meeting, God, all across this city. We pray for an uprising of prayer meetings. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Father, we thank you and we declare that there are those that will carry the lame. They will carry them. They will carry them physically. Father, we thank you for a compassion movement in our city. We thank you for a compassion and justice movement that is fueled by your heart and fueled by your love, that there will be men and women that will pick up the lame and carry them to those prayer meetings. They will carry them to the presence of God. They will carry them to the feet of Jesus. And we declare that even those who are lame from birth, we declare creative miracles, creative miracles, God. Miraculous miracles, God, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, but Peter looked straight at him. God, give us eyes to see this year. Give us eyes to see. 
Give us eyes to see not beggars or poor people. Give us eyes to see a miracle in the, in, in the waiting. Give us eyes to see, God, the impossible. Give us eyes to see what heaven is seeing right now. Lord, I pray that we would not look away, but we would look into the situations at hand. We would look into the hearts of the people that we come across. Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. So God, I say, let faith rise in the streets of our city. Let faith rise in this house. We expect to get something from you. We expect to get something from you. We're not demanding you, but we expect to get something from you. We expect that because you are who you say you are, and because you can do what you said you can do, we expect to get something from you. Oh God, right now, right, right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue speaking this, but if you need prayer for healing, find yourself one of these seats right now. Just come on up here and get in one of these seats. And if they're all taken up, just create lines on the sides of the walls. But right now, I just wanna invite you here because I'm gonna keep proclaiming this, but I want you to get in place because when it's time to strike, I want, you, I, I want us to just be ready. We rebuke sickness. We rebuke every spirit of infirmity. We rebuke every generational curse. We rebuke every cycle of iniquity. We, we close every door that has been open in our bloodline that is open to sickness or disease. We say we close you. Father, we pray for a cleansing, clarifying, purifying power of, the, of God in our very blood. Right now, Father, we're asking for miraculous power of God to be demonstrated. If, you, if, if you're in line, just go ahead and line up on the sides of the walls if you would. Those of you who are joining us today for the first time, we believe that God is who He is and He can heal. And for some people, it's going to happen on the first time. And for some people, it's going to take a little bit of Kronos prayer and a little Kronos faith. But in a Kairos suddenly of God, I am believing that every person in this house will be healed by the power of God. And I will not get out of agreement with that. I am going to believe for you until you see your full manifestation. Now, if you're a family member or you're a life group leader or one of these guys is in your life group, come on up here. You can get behind them. Hallelujah, God. We thank you that in your presence is your voice and the assignment today is healing. The assignment today is healing. And we're gonna do this Toronto style. We're just gonna, we're just gonna soak these people. We're gonna soak them. We're not gonna come out of agreement. We're gonna just, we're gonna hang for a little bit. Listen, if you have to go, we bless you. But if you can stay, if you can be a part of what the family's doing right now, stay for 10 more minutes. We're gonna pray over these guys for 10 minutes. And, and, and from there, we're just gonna see what happens. Let me read this. Peter said, silver or gold. I want everybody to say this with me. I want everyone to say this. This is such a faith statement. Say, silver or gold, have I none? But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Say in the name of Jesus, be healed. Yes. Now come on, just pray over them and release your faith. The healing power of God come to you today. The healing power of God visits you. dismiss us here in about two minutes if we wouldn't mind all standing I know some more prayer is going on and, and I'm good with that but I'm going to dismiss us what I want to do is I just want to thank God can we just all thank him together just in this room father we thank you 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 for the manifestation of assignments we thank you for the manifestation of encounters we thank you for the manifestation. Come on, join your faith with me of salvations. We thank you for the manifestation, oh God, of deliverance. Deliverance over your household and your family. I declare a deliverance upon you. Things that entered into your bloodline generations ago, I say they stop this year. They afflict you no longer. They hinder you no longer. They oppose you no longer. They hold you back no longer in the name of Jesus. I proclaim a year of dancing. 
I proclaim a year of jubilee, a year of victory, a year of laughter, a year of victory in the name of Jesus, a year of triumph, a year of faith, a year of overcoming. And I proclaim your healing on this house, God. Let the water levels of healing rise. Let them flow from our lives. Let them flow in our homes, in our neighborhoods, on the streets, God. And we thank you today. We thank you today. All around this room, can we just clap our hands to God? We thank you, God. We say it, it's so. We pray into the year in the name of Jesus. Let this fast be awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are dismissed. If you have kids, if you would.